T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. President Biden had a lot of points this evening during the State of the Union address. And then again, so did Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds for the GOP response. What did you think? What was your reaction to the State of the Union address? And what would you have liked to have heard President Biden say that he failed to say? 314-436-7900. Call or text and uh, let's go to Larry, who's uh, holding. Hey, Larry, welcome to KMOX. Good, good evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, so I listened to the, the whole speech, and I listened to the, uh, the governor from Iowa's uh, talk afterwards. Yes. So, so, he, so, so Biden's, Biden's speech, he came out and he, and he, criticized, he criticized Putin for ruining the Russian economy. And he chastised him, basically. What he's doing is ruining the Russian economy. But he forgot to mention he's ruining the American economy. And he's ruining it from top to bottom. In his first day in office, he closed the, he closed the pipeline. Yes. The gas prices in this country are, like, almost doubled when Trump went, went out of office. I paid $3.75 the other day. Mm. So, and then... You know, they want you to do these. They want you to buy these. Uh, the, the, the end game is they hate fuel. They hate fuel. So they want to electric, electrify all the cars. They want electric cars. But in order to have an electric car, you have to have lithium. Mm-hmm. 85% of the world's lithium is produced. Where do you know, Brad? In Where's China. It produced at? It's in China. It's in Russia. Oh, well, okay. Well, it's... It's in Russia. Think about it. Wow. So what did you think of the speech? Well, I took a big, long list of notes during during the speech, Larry. And uh, and what struck me, honestly, is what's, to me, is is the only thing that's unified this country right right now is Putin. Um, that's apparently the only thing we can unite on is our disgust and our hatred and our revulsion at what Putin is doing in Europe. But when he start, when he left the idea of criticizing Putin, most of the other things he mentioned are things that we are divided on. And his speech did not uh, attempt in any way to provide a roadmap of how we can be united on any issue other than hating Putin. Right. You know what I see? What I saw is 
when Trump was in office, it's not what I'm going to do at the State of the Union. It's what I have accomplished for the American people. This speech was basically about taking a list of Santa Claus. Here's all the things we want. It's not going to happen. It doesn't work that way. You have to work with the with the House and the Senate and, the, and this stuff. that It's like a dream wish. It's not going to happen. It's how, not good for America. And, Larry, how much of this speech do you think was written with the November midterm election in mind? Oh, I'm sure there was a little of it. Well, I think a lot in terms of of trying to appear and have the Democrats appear to be tough against Russia. Uh, when and I'm going back now. Do you remember? Oh, in the okay, 20, I got, I got in, your point in now. The, in the 2012 presidential debate between Barack Obama and Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney said that the greatest threat to this country is China. Is it Russia? Russia is the greatest threat to this country, and he was mocked. He was laughed at by the left. He was criticized by liberals who said, "No, no, no, Russia. They're our friends now. They're not our enemy." And yet now we see that the Democrats have completely switched and now identified Russia as being uh, enemy number one when just a few years ago they said, oh, we're nice, good friends. You know, it's really interesting. We as Americans have a fault of always blaming the Russians. When Lyndon Johnson was sworn in after the assassination, the first words out of his mouth on Air Force One were, we're not sure whether it was a Russian, a communist conspiracy or not. And we've been blaming the Russians down since then. What's that? Fifty something years ago, 1963. At every little whimper, you know what? We have our own problems. We qu- we got to quit blaming everybody else. We have problems here. We need to solve within our own confines. Yep. And I didn't hear anything in the speech tonight that uh, they gave me any uh, hope or inspiration that our own domestic problems are going to be solved in any way by this sitting president. I agree. Thank you, sir. Hey, Larry, thanks for calling in, my friend. Appreciate it. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, when we come back, more of your calls and texts, 314-436-7900 at your service on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What did you hear in the president's speech tonight? I'll tell you one of the things that I heard. I, I took a lot of notes, so if you hear the ruffling of paper, it's because I, I am a prolific note taker. And one of the things that he mentioned during the speech was repealing gun liability shield laws. And and what and ostensibly, when someone just throws that out with any context or understanding, it can sound rather attractive. 
to the average person. Maybe the average voter who may not own guns, may not have ever fired a gun, and they think, yeah, why is the gun industry protected by law? Why is that? That doesn't sound right to me. Maybe we should do away with it. Well, let me put that in context for you, because the law that President Biden was talking about is called uh, the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act, the PLCC. I'm sorry, the PLCAA. It passed in 2005 with almost 66 percent of the vote in Congress, 66 percent of the vote in Congress. What law today gets 60 percent or 66 percent of the vote? Hardly any. Nothing that's controversial. And this wasn't controversial. And it was passed in 2005. So it's not something from ancient past. It's not something uh, from generations ago. It's something that just was passed 16 or 17 years ago, not that long in the context of time. But here's what it is. It's a common sense law. And and let me put it in the context of the legal implications. You know, I'm an attorney, my law firm here in town, Harris, Dowell, Fisher and Young. And so I'm giving you this legal perspective because the president didn't put it into any perspective. Products liability cases, they're usually focused on actual manufacturing defects. So let me give you an example. Let's say you like to grill on your backyard grill. I know I do, and you may too. So what's the a good backyard grill? What are the elements of a good grill? Well, first of all, it has to effectively grill the meat, all right? And secondly, it's not supposed to explode and, and set you and your house on fire, okay? So if it does, if you're out there grilling burgers, grilling a steak, grilling this St. Louis favorite of pork butts, and all of a sudden the grill explodes on you, at that point, that product has failed to work in the manner in which it was intended. So at that point, you can hire an attorney, you can file a lawsuit, you're probably going to win some money if you've got damages from a grill that manufactures and explodes. What is it that guns do? Gun manufacturers, they're sued all the time for guns that malfunction. If a gun blows up, if it, if it doesn't work properly, if it causes a damage because of the gun failing to work in the manner in which it was intended, at that point, they have liability. And this law doesn't shield them from that. But if you use a product in a way that it was not intended, there shouldn't be liability for that. For example... My first year law school, St. Louis University School of Law. I'm there, and we study the tort case that I'll never forget. It was a case where two guys had to, they were neighbors, and they had a hedge that went in between their houses. And so that they didn't have any hedge trimmers. And so they decided on a, in, in a flash of genius, and I'm mocking this, the word genius here in case you can't tell, they decided they would use their lawnmower to mow the hedge that separated their two houses. So one guy picked up the lawnmower on his side of the hedge. The other guy picked up the lawnmower on his side of the hedge, and they carried the lawnmower down the hedge to trim the hedge. Well, one guy stepped in a hole. His hand goes into the lawnmower, and from then on, he was called lefty. So was that lawnmower being used in the manner in which it was intended? No, it was not. It was not. So if, you, if, the, if the gun 
is being used in the manner in which it was intended for either hunting, recreation, or self-defense, at that point, the way it's to work in the manner in which it was intended is to be accurate and safe for the person using it. But that's not what the left wants to sue on. They want to sue when the gun is used in the manner in which it was intended, meaning it's to be accurate, but it's being used in a way in which the manufacturer says don't use it, which is killing innocent people. And there's disclaimers everywhere. So that's not what the left wants. They want anytime someone uses a gun in a manner in which it was not intended and innocent people die, they want to hold the gun manufacturers liable. That's what they want. And, in, and, and President Biden said no other industry has the, the litigation protection that the gun industry has. But no other industry has the potential liability for lawsuits to be put out of business because the gun worked as it was intended. It accurately fired and it did not hurt the person using the gun. So that's why it's a unique situation. Uh, a swimming pool. Listen, you want a swimming pool to be how? You want it to not leak. You want it to effectively hold water. But if it's a good swimming pool that holds water, it also inevitably increases the risk of drowning. Does that mean that swimming pools should be, manufacturers of swimming pools should be held liable anytime someone drowns in a pool? No, of course not. Of course not. But that's what the left in America wants today is putting gun manufacturers out of business. But here's what they don't understand. And here's what I understand, because from my legal perspective, I defend companies that get sued. And back in the 80s and the 90s, when I was in law school and when I just got out of law school, the United States used to have many, many domestic manufacturers who made punch presses, drill presses, equipment that's used in manufacturing. They were all made in the United States. Today, not a single one is made in the United States. They're all made in China. Do you want to know why? They're made in China not because the costs are less, but because of litigation and lawsuits. Because it put literally the domestic punch press business out of business in the United States. And so those are all imported now. And so that gives them a certain degree of shielding their assets by being based overseas because they can only be sued for assets uh, that they have in the United States. And I'm telling you right now, if the left gets their way and they repeal the gun liability shield, it's not going to put any less guns on the streets. And again, let me go back to the punch press example. With punch presses, are there any less punch presses in this country today? No, there's just as many as we need. The only difference is none of them are made in America. And in tonight's speech, President Biden said, we want to bring American manufacturing, or rather, we want to bring manufacturing back to America. But you can't say that and then say, we want to do a repeal the gun liability shield, because that will simply drive all of the gun manufacturing overseas. Will it reduce any guns in America? Not a single one. Just like the litigation did not reduce the number of punch presses. The only effect it would have would be to eliminate domestic manufacturing of guns and switch it to foreign manufacturing of guns. Now, that requires, it's taken me four minutes to explain this. So you can't explain it in a soundbite. 
So it's easier to say when you're giving a speech to the nation, well, we need to, we can all should be able to agree on eliminating gun liability shields. Well, that takes four seconds to say. And that's the difference, folks, between someone who plays checkers and someone who plays chess. I love chess. It's a great game. I, try, I taught all my kids to play chess because it's a lesson of life because you have to look three to four to five moves ahead. If you're playing checkers, a lot of times you can only look one move ahead and that's all you do. So when you say we should repeal gun liability shields, that's a checker player move to say, well, that would make our country safer. But if you look three, four, and five moves ahead, like I've explained to you in the last few minutes, you'll realize that it would do absolutely nothing to reduce the number of guns on our streets. It would simply eliminate all domestic manufacturers of guns, and then all we would have would be Chinese guns, or we would have Mexican guns, or Korean guns, but we wouldn't have any fewer guns. So that's the thing that bothered me. Another thing that bothered me was when he talked about, and he mentioned, he just kind of threw this line in. And he said, think what would have happened if we would have eliminated the liability shield that was given to tobacco companies. And he just threw that in and some of the Democrats were applauding. But I just looked it up during the break. Each year, the U.S. government gets $12 billion in tax revenue from tobacco. The federal tax on tobacco is $1.01 per pack. So every pack of cigarettes, $1 goes to the federal government. And the federal government gets $12 billion in tax revenue. And I don't even know how much money the federal government gives to tobacco farmers as subsidies to grow tobacco. So who is the problem when it comes to tobacco? It's the federal government, not the tobacco companies. That's the problem because the federal government gets money off of your addiction and they subsidize the development of products that harm people. It's the federal government that's doing that. And when you've got a majority in the House and a majority in the Senate and you're sitting in the White House, isn't it a little bit disingenuous to say we should be repealing these kinds of laws, Mr. President, when your party controls the House, the Senate, and the White House. So it should be a situation of doctor heal thyself instead of telling it to the country that it's somehow our fault that the tobacco companies continue in business when they're truly in business because of the federal government alone. Hey, we're going to come up here on a break. After this break, you're going to want to hit record on your digital media device. Dr. Michael Lynch, the believer of all conspiracies, he's been talking to a time traveler and has got some shocking predictions about what's going to happen in the very near future. That's why I had him on tonight, right after this on At Your Service, KMOX. theme from the X-Files, and what better music than to welcome our next guest, Dr. Michael Lynch. Welcome back to uh, KMOX. Hey, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. It's always great to talk to you, sir. Uh, 
first of all, let's start out because you and I, we trade a lot of emails. And one of the things that intrigued me uh, is that you emailed me about uh, something from an alleged time traveler. Give us kind of the background because I want to tell yeah. you up front, I, I don't, I don't believe that time travel is is uh, practically possible. It may be theoretically possible. I don't believe it's practically yeah. possible. So you and I are going to disagree on that. But tell me the background of this uh, alleged time traveler. Well, um, <clears throat> excuse me. The background is is that he's from the year twenty four eighty five, and that in his time period in twenty four eighty five time traveling backward in time is for like vacation and recreation It's not really to solve any problem or change history It's just for recreational purposes only. So this guy came back to the year, I think 2019 and started putting cryptic messages out on the internet. And so then he disappeared for about a year and he, come, he came back, and then he puts out more encrypted information on the Internet. And so some of this comes by my desk. And what has happened is, is that some of this ends up on TikTok. And he's called the TikTok Time Traveler. And so I just say, okay, let's investigate this. Let's run this scenario as if it, this is real. And let's just, you know, see what we come up with. Well, he comes up with, in this year alone, we have earthquakes, we have volcanoes, we have, um, we have tidal waves that mm-hmm. you know, are, have never been seen before, as if it's never been seen before. And after we, we ran the scenario, I said, there's only one thing that all of this could amount to, and that is a, a meteorite or asteroid coming so close to the Earth that it actually you know, tugs on the earth and slingshots around and creates this tidal wave because the tide at low tide, you know, the water goes out <laughs> because of the moon yeah. and it will come back. Well, if it gets so close, it's going to pull on us. So um, there was a, a time, you know, approximate time given. And so I, I just said, everybody, I just said, just target that area. So I used all my resource to target that area in time, which was July 4th, but it, kept coming back wrong and it's really going to happen like this week okay so i want to stop you there because yeah and this is what intrigued me because when i've seen predictions from people who say they can see the future the predictions are always amorphous they're always squishy as jello they say well the future the future is going to be troubled well you, you don't have to be a prognosticator to figure out that the future is filled with trouble because Every time is filled with trouble. But when you exactly. and I swapped some emails and you said something that's going to happen potentially this week, I thought, you know, just I want to get you on to talk about it. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, from my perspective, when it doesn't happen, I'm going to and, and I've got some actual scientific reasons why I think sci- uh, uh, time travel is not possible. I'll get into that in just right. a moment. But so you're saying in the coming week to few weeks, there's going to be a great wave in the in the next excuse me, in the next couple of weeks, there will be an asteroid that will slingshot itself around the Earth. And we are seeing the effects right now. There's been over 70 microquakes, that's earthquakes at 2.4 or less, all over the planet. And there are 70, 70 active volcanoes right now that are erupting. So if we look at just the side effects, 
you know, just basic weather changes and and tectonic plate changes. There is something there is something doing this to the Earth itself, and we are looking at um, the three sisters or the southern sister volcanoes as a demarcation point. So when they erupt, and they're supposed to erupt in the next like four days. Uh, when they erupt, that means everything else will cascade behind it, like it, like dominoes. So if the volcanoes erupt and the Three Sisters volcanoes erupt, then we're going to get a tidal wave after that, and we'll get uh, earthquakes on the New Madrid Fault, which runs down the Mississippi River, as well as the San Andreas Fault out in California. And this creates, like I said, a cascading event. It's like dominoes going, you know, falling down. If one happens, the others will actually happen. Well, no, see, so there's little... one part, there's one part, uh, Michael, that I actually agree with you on, and that is there's an obvious <laughs> okay. scientific, there's a, well, I, I'm happy mm-hmm. to tell you where we agree and where we don't agree. Sure. There, there sure, is a, sci- I, I know, that's why I, I love your opinions. <laughs> I love to have you on. Uh, right. But, okay. Because there is, of course, a scientific correlation uh, between uh-huh. volcanoes, earthquakes and tidal waves. We see this all the time. Whenever there's a tsunami, the, the greatest Correct. cause of a tsunami is an underwater avalanche or an earthquake. Those are the things that we know yeah. cause tsunami. So I agree with you that if there would be mm-hmm. something that could cause a volcanic eruption around the, uh, I think it's called the Ring of Fire, which is the area of the planet that has the most mm-hmm. volcanoes, that that can trigger, that can, cri- that can trigger earthquakes, that can trigger yeah. uh, tsunamis. But you're uh, suggesting that this information from the time traveler says that this is going to happen within the next few weeks. Yes, yeah, next couple of weeks. And this are we... Um, rearranged the uh, events in time. And so we're actually looking at, okay, well, the volcanoes will go first. And that large volcano, underwater volcano in the Philippines, or Indonesia went off and it started a, a series of events. And so I said, well, this is the result of this gravitational pull, this gravitational flux on the Earth. Well, um, I was waiting for NASA to give a uh, a report on something that would be near earth objects, but most near earth objects, uh, people are, there's like 40 of them or 50 of them around the entire world looking for near earth objects. So this object could be blindsiding us and we not even know it. That's what the danger is about a near earth object. And so, yes, I think we're looking at, uh, some volcano eruptions in Northern California and Oregon, um, around the second, you know, third and fourth of this week, and it will last until, <clears throat> excuse me, it'll last until next week. Uh, that will affect America. So, if you're looking at the Ring of Fire, it's it's going toward us. It started in Indonesia. It's going up to Japan. Um, there's another earthquake uh, next to Japan. I mean, a volcano next to Japan, and they've been having earthquakes as well. And every time there's a volcano depending on its location, you'll have a tsunami. And so this will just increase. And then we have uh, Iceland a few months ago had a major tsunami wave of 130 feet, uh, never seen before. We had gale-forced winds in other uh, nations just recently of 100 and some odd miles per hour. 
And everyone remembers the tornado that hit a month ago, you know, a big swath through Tennessee and sure. down well, through that of, area. Of course, but, and, but, the, but these are events that also yeah. occur naturally. And what's intriguing to me is, well, according to this time mm-hmm. traveler, you're asserting that these, these events, we're going to have some specific events that are going yes. to happen during mm-hmm. a specific time frame over the next few weeks. Right, exactly. And so within two weeks, all of this will take place. The earth changes will take place, the weather will change, the tidal waves will come in, and the volcanoes. So, I mean, you can look at the stock market any day of this week, and it's going to go down, but now it's really going to go down because there'll be a lot of uh, confusion. And the, the earthquakes that we're talking about are something that we've never seen before or never experienced before. Well, and, and, and I want to get to that in just a moment. Uh, yeah. we're to, of course, we're talking to Dr. Michael Lynch, the master of everything mysterious. And uh, but but here, 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 let me tell you why I have trouble, uh, a lot of trouble grasping the concept of time travel. Okay, so hang with me for just hang with me for just a minute. Minute. Mm-hmm. The concept mm-hmm. of time travel is that you can take yourself out of one space time and put yourself in a different space time. Now, mm-hmm. if you go mm-hmm. out in deep space and you have a spacecraft that can generate the amount of energy that would be necessary to accomplish that feat, to me, I can say, well, I think that fits within the laws of mathematics. But here's my problem with it on a terrestrial basis. This guy, Mm -hmm. the the time travel that you're talking about comes from the year 2485. Where is the Earth Mm -hmm. in the year 2485? The Earth is traveling both around our sun, our sun is traveling Mm -hmm. around the Milky Way galaxy, and the Milky Way galaxy Mm -hmm. is traveling through our universe. So on the year 2485, if he comes uh, back to today in 2022, the Earth isn't going to be where he is. Well, I know that. The Earth yeah, is I, in a I completely different spot. Yeah, and, I know that. And so uh, even if so you, you time travel say, I'm going to go back in time for two hours. Yeah. When you go uh, back in time two hours, you would find yourself in the middle of space because the Earth has moved from where you were. Yeah. You follow exactly me? Exactly correct. Yes, exactly correct. Um, some of us, uh, you know, there's a lot of people playing around with wormholes. They talk about wormholes of punching holes through space time and be able to slip through it in order to, uh, in order to bypass the speed of light. So they could actually get, develop a wormhole, slip through it and be thousands of light years away. Um, this idea, if it was made practical, could also apply to time travel as well. Um, but everybody knows in my world that we actually develop a time traveling uh, machine in the year 2034. And by the year 2036. Wait, no, wait, wait see, I got I to stop you. How does everyone know this? How, how oh, does well, everyone know my you, world. That, That's what you, you said. Oh, everyone in my yeah, world, we know that time knows. travel is possible yeah. by the 2030s. How do you know yeah. that? Uh, because there was a time traveler that came back and got stuck in St. Louis. And um, a, a, a registered nurse, uh, he came into the hospital, and uh, he was, like, in a coma or something. Anyway, they put him in the ICU, and then when he woke up, when this gentleman woke up, he, he looked at the nurse and said, uh, what year is this? And she says, oh, it's, like, you know, 2012 20, or 2010 or whatever it was. And then he, he goes, you sure I'm not in the year 2036? He says, I could have sworn this is 2036. And she goes, no. Well, the next day when she's doing the rounds, she comes in, and this man has disappeared 
There's no evidence of him. There's no record of him as if he just vanished. Yeah, and that could be explained by someone on opioids who thought it was the year <laughs> who thought it was the year 2036 and then yeah, when he when he and then when he dried out, he really he grabbed his clothes and ran for the exit. I mean, that's the ran simpler the explanation, isn't it? That's, that's a simple Yeah, that is. That is. <laughs> Hey, hey, hold that Ready? thought. We're, we're, com- we're okay. coming up here on a break. We're talking to Dr. Michael Lynch. Uh, I'm going to hold him through to the next segment because he is he is a, an amazing person to have a conversation with. Uh, so we'll be coming back after this with Dr. Michael Lynch at your service, CAMOX. Welcome back to At Your Service, Brad Young with Dr. Michael Lynch and Dr. Lynch, I want to get back into some of the details on this, but I want, I want to ask you about one other thing first. And that is, and if you've got your radio on in the background, if you could turn that down, that would be helpful. Uh, no, no, I don't, have, I don't have anything in the background. Okay, all right. I thought I heard some feedback oh, okay. coming through. We're good now. Anyway, oh, no, yeah, okay. Stephen Hawking, and you know where I'm going with mm-hmm. this, but let me set it up. Stephen yeah, Hawking, yeah. one of the most brilliant humans to ever live, on June 28 of 2009, he threw a party for time travelers. He had champagne. Oh, yeah. He had hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. He had party mm-hmm. favors. He had big banners that said, welcome time travelers. And he advertised this by putting uh, uh, flyers for this in books, but he didn't tell anyone. And he was hoping mm-hmm. that people in the future would see it and then travel backwards in time to his time travel party. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. no one showed up. Not a single time traveler showed up at his party, which, you know, if, if Stephen Hawking called me and said, Brad, come on over, pal, we're going to have champagne and hors d'oeuvres. I mean, I would be there. Who would not want to go to a party with Stephen Hawking? He would be a great guy to ha- hang out with at a party. So I guess my point is, is that when it comes to this time travel business, I mean, mm-hmm. is there any real scientific evidence from your perspective that backs up yeah. the concept of time travel? Yeah, uh, Einstein approved it. Uh, you, if you have, if you can bend and warp uh, reality, let's say it takes a lot of energy, let's say magnitude like the sun, let's say. Uh, Einstein proved that the stars behind the sun during the eclipse can be seen because the sun is warping through its gravitational field, is warping the, the, the light from the stars. And he proved that. Yes, and he did. So he could. So if you could bend the light, and electromagnetic uh, waves can bend light, they can also bend time, because Einstein was a little confused about time and and light. So um, there's really no such thing as time. There's only energy, and if energy can meet a resonance, uh, okay, then it will go to that resonance. that resonance frequencies. So my resonance right now is let's say A. Well, I want to go back in time, so I want to go to Z or X. And then I can change my resonance energy with a wormhole and end up back in that time. Sorry, I'm, so I'm just it, I'm it, just picturing Marty McFly in the DeLorean, you know, dialing yeah, up. I, I, I want to go to yeah, uh, October 26th of uh, 2052. I mean, that's what I'm envisioning here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, theoretically, theoretically, it's still on paper. And people are arguing about this all the time. But we find neutrinos, we find very small particles. And they seem to be bypassing Einstein's theory on this 
the speed of light. And so if we can adjust all this, we could actually create, um, let's say, a, a pocket, uh, let's say a pocket or a wormhole, and we could actually deposit ourselves using all these hidden uh, bows you know, those particles to actually do that. And CERN is very close to, to saying that we have the ability or we will soon have the ability to control these subparticles. And if we can do that, then we can get closer, mm-hmm. one step closer to what we would say is practical time travel. Well, I, I've got one additional, energy. yeah, I know I've got one additional question mm-hmm. for you. Then I want to come back to yeah. some of the predictions. So you yeah. talk yeah. about, we know time travel is possible in the 2030s. You talk about the mm-hmm. time traveler, the TikTok time traveler from the year 2485. Right. Shouldn't there be right. some sort of time travelers prime directive that would prevent them from coming back in time and warning us about things? There was uh you know, a physicist who said, okay, well, there's two theories on this. And one is if they come back in time and they warn us, and then we've, we've changed time. Okay. And so his time that he will go back to will have been changed. And there's another theory that we have parallel times. And so in his timeline, in his timeline, things happen at a certain rate in time, like on months, and day. But when he comes back to our time now, these things have not yet happened. And so it may be a difference. He created his own difference yeah, in we, the timeline. And that's basically I, the plot of Avengers Endgame, right. I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you come back. Yeah. And, and so when you, so, so when he comes, every time he comes back or anytime any other time traveler comes back in time, they've altered their timeline. And so when they go back to their, they don't really make it back to their timeline, but they can ride our timeline into the future and be an approximate approximation of the same time. And this is, again, kind of theoretical, but I tell you, there's a lot of people who uh, get some black budget money and they are down there at Area 51 or S4 or whatever, and they're they're trying this stuff little by little. Yeah, you know? and I know, and I've seen I've seen the patents that the the physicists, the theoretical physicists that work for the yes. U.S. Navy, Doctor Pais, I think is how you pronounce his Correct. name, and Correct. he's actually yes. filed for patents that would theoretically mm-hmm. allow for time travel. So, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I I'm not suggesting that the concept is wrong. I'm just questioning whether yeah, the course. reality of it is. Now, you say, uh, when we swap some emails, you mentioned uh, that there's going to be this large asteroid that's going to pass by the Earth before right. 2024. We're talking about Los mm-hmm. Angeles is going to have the largest earthquake in history? Right. Los Angeles, it'll go right up the coast, you know, go as far south as Los Angeles, San Diego, and then it'll go right up the coast to Oregon, Portland, and off to uh, Alaska. Now, Alaska has already had a major earthquake, about 4.5, but we didn't feel anything down here, but it it is on the earthquake map. You know, it's on the earthquake readings. And so this whole thing, this whole chain of events is going to start with the volcanoes. And that's when we are looking at it. And I'm looking at March 2nd as certain volcanoes on the West Coast start to erupt. Now that's tomorrow. You're talking about March 2nd. That's tomorrow. Yeah, March. Yeah, it's either to, yeah, it's going to, it's going to start in March second, and then we'll see these volcanoes erupt, like uh, like like I said, like dominoes, and it will go up toward Alaska and around the Ring of Fire to Japan. But Japan has already gotten several volcanoes erupt. Mount Etna 
it has erupted several times. So we are seeing um, the weakest points uh, erupt first. And that's that's kind of critical in my mind. But well, if you look at the... We've only uh, got about a minute and a half left here, yeah, Dr. Lynch. So, no, that's okay. It's my so, job to, to watch the clock. So, so I would but, love to be wrong. I would love to be well, wrong. And but that's my I, question I here. That, that's my question. Yeah. If, if these things mm-hmm. don't come to pass... And, and mm-hmm. I'm, how would you explain, if these things don't come to pass, how would you explain the failure of these things to come to pass? <laughs> um, I, they're just being delayed. And But I look on the earthquake map, and, the, and they're not being delayed. They're actually escalating. So if it's not going to happen this week, it'll definitely happen next week. And I'll... I'll stamp that with my seal of approval. Okay. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, Michael, you know, flag the tape the there. Is, <laughs> but, is, is just be careful. Just be careful. That's uh, all I, I can understand. Say. So let, let's just sum it up here for the listeners. Uh, in the next, in 20 seconds, what things should we be looking for and when? Uh, we should be looking for the Three Sisters volcanoes in Oregon erupting. And that will start the cascade of everything else a tidal wave, earthquakes more volcanoes, and another tidal wave, a tsunami. Let's just say tsunami. And after that, then it will all cease. So we have a two-week, you know, the stopgap is the Three Sisters volcanoes. Understood. So, Dr. Michael Lynch, okay. we, i got to let you go, my friend. Okay, uh, you man, are a you joy. You're a joy to talk to. Thanks for joining us here on At Your Service. <laughs> thank you very much. Take care, my friend. And again, I want to give this disclaimer. You heard me. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe any of it uh, because I don't believe that time travel is practically possible. Uh, but that, that's why I wanted to have him on because he says these things are going to happen in the next two weeks. So we'll see if they happen. And if I'm wrong, I'll have him back on the on the line and explain that I was wrong. Brad Young at your service tonight, having fun as always on Camo X. Make sure you stick around. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.